Well, hello there and welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind and today we're going to talk about a topic that I feel is coming up an awful lot lately and that is virtual parties and events. Why aren't they working anymore? You know, I've been having this conversation a lot lately where people have said to me, Sam, virtual parties are old news. They worked a year ago. They worked two years ago when the C word happened, but now things have changed. And you're right, things have changed. But this is the problem that we face right now. We haven't changed with the times. And what I've noticed is we've fallen into a lot of interesting habits. So I want to talk through how to make your virtual parties and events work right now, because let me tell you something, they still work. Yes, that's right. They still work, but we have to have changed the way that we're doing things. So I want to leave you with some tips and tricks today and some observations. And I encourage you to think about this one key core thing, and that's this. The way that virtual parties work for each and every one of us, and I'm just going to backstep a little bit. If you are a network marketer and right now you're thinking, well, this doesn't apply to me, let me just pause you for a moment. If you want to do an online demonstration, if you want to showcase your products or your business to anybody, listen on because this doesn't just relate to a virtual party. This relates to any demonstration, get together, event that you might hold online. These core key things I really want you to consider if you are doing anything online and you absolutely should be building a hybrid business in this time that we're in right now. In-person is super important. We've moved back to that. People want that face-to-face, belly-to-belly but they also expect an online element to your business as well. So we've got to meet them where they need us to meet them at. So let's have a little bit of a talk through this process. And uh, one of the things that I'm noticing is that I'm getting a lot of comments from people saying, Sam, virtual parties and events don't work anymore, so I'm just not going to do them. And they're stopping. And I want to encourage you to think about your recipe. What I was about to say to you a moment ago is that what works for you is different to what works for the next person. And it's so important for us to remember this in absolutely everything we do in our business, let alone on social media, but especially on social media. And here's why. You and your personality is different to the next person's. Also, your tribe, your ideal target customer is also different to the next person's. This means that the way that you show up, the way that you speak and connect and build the relationship with your tribe is going to be different to anybody else in the business. Now, that can be both encouraging and scary all at the same time because number one, you're probably thinking, well, then how do I know what to do? If I can't do what people are telling me how to do and I got to figure it out for myself, that's scary. But let me tell you something. It's also encouraging because it means that just because what someone else is doing doesn't work for you doesn't mean that you're getting it wrong. It just means that that particular method doesn't suit you, your personality, and your customers. Now, the great news is that trial and error is your best friend. 
The other great news is that probably what you already know, what you need to do is already in you. You already know what you should be doing. It's in your gut. But just like I'm going to use an analogy here that the mums out there are going to get, you know when you have a baby and it's your first baby and you've never done this baby thing before, right? So something as simple as changing a nappy, you question, you know, how to bath them. When they cry, you question everything because you think, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how to do this. I've never done it before. So I'm going to ask someone else that knows better. And so you ask another mum and then you ask another mum and another mum. And how many times have you asked other mums and you've had so many cooks in the kitchen, it almost feels overwhelming. And you try all these things that everyone else is telling you to do and yet none of them work. And eventually you exhaust all options and you have to go back to the one thing you knew in your gut at the very beginning you should have done, but you didn't trust it because who are you to know how to raise a baby? Now, it's the same thing. We've always got the answers within us. We always know how to connect with our ideal customers. We know how to show up. We know how to be our beautiful, unique, amazing selves. The trouble is that we don't trust that. We trust the leader that's doing amazing things. We trust the person that recruited us. We trust the person that stands on stage at our latest conference and tells us how we should be doing it because this is the method that works for them and has built them this amazing empire of a business. And you think, well, who am I to trust what I know? I should do what they're saying. Now, it's not to say that we don't make mistakes and we shouldn't take a lead from other people. Absolutely, we should always be growing. We should always be learning. We should always be trying new things. And never, ever should we allow ourselves to self-sabotage and and stick with just what we're comfortable with. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you need to listen to lots of different people. You need to watch lots of different things, but not everything should you take on. You absolutely should take on those things that feel congruent with you, that feel like they're the right fit for you. So this is where I'm going to lead into talking to you today about virtual parties and events and making them work for you. So let's have a little bit of a chat about one of the key core fundamental things that I see people are actually getting wrong, and it's what I've just spoken about. There are so many ways to run a virtual party or an event, and often I see a leader or a company, and I'm not going to name or shame anybody here. You might be in one of those. You may have seen it happen elsewhere. Maybe you're lucky enough not to have had this happen for you, but I often see people teaching one method and saying, this is now the way to do virtual parties and events, everybody needs to do this. And I just want to pause you there for a moment. That is exactly where we can fall into a great big hole because while that works for one person, it won't work for the next. So I want you to think about what possibly could work for you. Have a bit of a play with a few things and I want to give you some tips, some steps that absolutely need to be considered because I've seen a lot of people of recent times, probably in the last 12 months, fall into this little pattern of bad habits. And these bad habits come about saving time, overusing technology, simplifying things. And I want to just bring you back to the basics because the basics are often the simplest, easiest things to implement and the things that we often bypass and forget. Do you know when I when I first, first, first started my role in the corporate company I was working with. I was working with a a print media company and my first position in that role was sales. And I had uh, to cold call 
approximately 80 people every single day. I started at the bottom and I worked my way to the top. But my very first role was cold calling. And my job in that cold calling was to get people to advertise in this print that we did. And I had some of the most incredible sales trainers. I was taught how to mirror and match. I was taught how to connect with people, build the relationship really, really fast in just seconds because that's all I had often to get their attention. And I learned how to grab someone's attention quickly, build the relationship quickly and convert them over. Now, when I moved up the ranks, I remember there came a day where I'd been doing this for years. So I I did this and then I started training other people and then I moved up into a management role. And eventually I was running a part of the company. And in fact, I established um, a statewide branch of the company. And I remember when I established the statewide, it was actually when I got moved to Tasmania and they moved me to Tassie and it was my job to start the company here. Now, I had to suddenly go back to the cold calling, something that I hadn't done myself for about six years. And what happened was I started applying my increased knowledge, my increased capabilities, my technological understanding, and a totally different headspace to my cold calling. And guess what happened? I approached it not from the basics. I'd forgotten a lot of what I'd learned at the very, very beginning, and I almost approached it as though I know more. I'm better than. And I went in and I had shocking success at the very beginning. And I actually had to stop, pull myself back to the basics and relearn. And that came back to actually sitting down with some of the newbies and doing the newbie training again to remember those core fundamentals that never go away and relearn how to start again. And often I think we forget how to start again. We get really expert. We get really good at what we do and we move up. We move on and we implement all of these amazing technologies and tools and tips and tricks and we become the leader. But as a great leader, we sometimes have to go back and relearn how to start again. And this was a really important lesson for me to learn back then. And in fact, I have to learn that lesson again every single day running my own business because sometimes we can get maybe a little bit too big for our own boots and we move too far the other way. And I'll often chat with someone who'll say to me, oh, Sam, I'm not getting any engagement on any of my posts. You know, I've been, uh, and then I ask them about what they're up to and they're like, oh, well, I'm using all of these incredible scheduling tools and I've been running these technical ads and I've been pulling all these leads in. And I'll ask them the question, have you simply tried commenting on people's comments? Have you tried asking an engagement question? Have you tried focusing on your basic organic, that's your free post strategy, just your seven posts for the week? Have you just focused on those being about building the relationship? Have you asked the question of yourself, how well do I know my ideal customer? And they'll often say, oh, no, 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 I did that years ago. Okay, but have you done it recently? No. So take a step back. Stop getting technical and come back to the basics because I think you'll find that's where the success lies, especially in this, which is a relationship building business. So let's have a little bit of a look at some of those basics that I think we all knew once upon a time and perhaps might have forgotten about. And the first one 
is this, host training. Do you know back at the beginning of 2020, I think I've got this right, but man, oh man, is time flown by. So I think it was the beginning of 2020. You guys might know better than I do because I've talked about this story before so many times, but the beginning of 2020, Greg and I attended 60 virtual parties in 30 days. And one of the things we noticed was missing the most was effective host training. We inserted it into our virtual parties and events mastery course, which we've just recently rerun in a brand new recorded series inside of our Accelerator membership. And the one key thing that I'm seeing people missing now is the host. They're not taking care of the host. Now, just a little reminder here, your host is your key to your success. They are the connection between you and the people attending your virtual party, event, demonstration, whatever it might look like. So training that host up is the core to your success. Number one, they're going to introduce you and help you to get to know each of the people attending. Number two, when they know what's in it for them, and this is the key a lot of people forget, to get them excited about what's in it for them. What can they get out of this party? Now, I actually hosted myself 10 virtual parties and only in one was I trained and I asked each and every one of those people to treat me like they would any host. I did one again just a few weeks ago and this person entered the party with me as the host. I'd invited all my friends in and I didn't have a clue what was going to be happening. I didn't know how I was going to get the products. I didn't know if I should order with everybody else. I didn't know what the host rewards were. I, I didn't get any coaching on how to invite people in other than just to invite lots and lots of people in and that's not enough. This person needs to be your little salesperson in your pocket and they will become your greatest advocate when they are part of the journey. When they feel like this is exciting for them as much as it is for you and they feel like you're making them the special person. Acknowledge them when you go live, when you go into the group. Make them feel important but make sure that they understand right from the get-go, that they're appreciated and that they're part of this, that there's something in it for them. And there are some processes you can go through to do this, but I would really encourage you, and this is my step number two for the whole process here, is to personalize things. I see a lot of people making it simple for themselves by copying and pasting a series of posts, a series of messages, a series of things that go to the host, that go to the guests, that go in your group. And the problem with this is that they remove the personal element, which is the very key to a successful demonstration, party or event in the first place. So personalize it. It doesn't take you that much time, but it will gain you a huge amount more than making everything generic. So a really great way of personalizing things for your host is simply using voice notes. Send a little voice message to them. Use their name and every couple of days, give them a new instruction. Make it personal. Encourage them and bring it back to what they're going to get. If you create a little wish list with them, you sit down and, you know, whether it's via Zoom or live or messenger or you have a coffee with them in person, sit them down and talk to them about what they're going to get out of this, how this is going to benefit them. Know what they're excited about. If there's a particular product that they're really hoping to get as part of their host reward, or maybe it's just something that they want to buy and they're going to get it discounted in some way, 
talk to them about it all the way through. I'm really going to help you with this. I'm really excited for you to get that. Make sure you bring it back to what's in it for them, what they're excited about. Now, when you're personalizing things, also make sure that you're doing it with the guests as well. The lead up to your live, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment, the key here is making it personal. You remember that people are buying you. They're not buying the products. They're not buying the business. They are buying you. People buy from people they like, know, and trust. You've heard this so many times before. I'm just repeating it again and again and again because I know how important this is to your success is getting this into your head that you are what they want. You are what they're buying. How on earth are they going to buy you? How on earth are they going to get to know you if you're not showing up? So start that process by getting to know each person that attends that party individually. A great way of doing that is when your host invites people into the group. Number one, find out something very small. It doesn't have to be big about each person. The host already knows them. Ask them a little bit about those people. Also, reach out to each person individually. Send a little voice message or a little inbox message or even an SMS if you have their phone number or an email if you have their email. Whatever contact you've got with them, do a tiny little reach out just use their name and make sure that you get to know them. Note down whatever you learn. Ask a question. Don't sell straight off the the bat. Get to know them and build the relationship. So by the time they get into the group and you do go live, they already know a little about you and feel like they've already got some form of a connection. The next one is the live part. This is the bit I'm seeing people missing. Why? Because it's scary. Because sometimes it doesn't work and because it takes practice. Now, I heard a quote the other day. I've repeated it about 10 times since because for me, this one is such a good one. It's my new favorite quote. Here it is. You ready? Everything that is now easy for you was once hard. Everything that's easy once was hard, including walking, talking, everything you do. Everything you do in your everyday life was once hard. Using a smartphone once upon a time was challenging. You once picked that thing up and went, I'm never going to learn this. Learning how to use a computer, learning how to use Facebook, everything you do right now that you find easy to this day was once upon a time hard. And live is no different. If you don't practice it, if you don't continue doing it, you know, if you stopped learning how to walk, you wouldn't be walking today. So you've got to keep practicing. So make sure that you keep practicing. But here's the thing, showing up live is key because it helps people connect with you. Remember what I said before, people need to like, know, and trust you in order to buy from you. So you've got to show up, show them that you're a real human, that they can relate to you. And keep this in mind, when you then share what you love, what you do, what you value, you become the expert that they trust and rely on. So suddenly they're going to do what you encourage them to do because you're doing it yourself. And showing up live is a great way of doing that. Now, there are some important things to know to show up live well, and that's a whole nother conversation. But make sure you do. Don't get stuck in this trap of, I'm just going to do a whole series of posts and not show up. That's relying on the product and, and assuming that that's what they're buying rather than it being about you. So yes, you can show up with photos and you can show up with posts that tell them about you and all these sorts of things, but nothing beats you showing up in the real raw form, beautiful, unique as you are on a live. The next one is 
I just want to encourage you to come back to doing things like you would in person. I think sometimes when we go online, we try and become this pseudo version of ourselves, this different version of us, this perfect version of us rather than the real us that people actually relate to and get to know. So if you used to run in-person parties and events, I encourage you to do your virtual parties and events in a very similar way just doing them online. And the most successful ones I've ever seen are the ones where they mimic in person. Yeah, there's some things that you can't do so well when you're online and you've got to learn from this. But at the end of the day, it's about chatting with people just like you would in person. It's about demonstrating like you would in person. It's about making it conversational like you would in person and speaking to people in real life language like you would in person. So come back to the basics. How would you do it if you were doing it in person? And just give it a crack. Go back to those basics. The last thing is, and I've kind of already talked about this, but I'm going to come back to it because it's the key and it is building the relationship first. Don't fall into that trap of making it all about big numbers and lots of people. And I I notice a lot of people um, that are not succeeding with this at the moment, thinking that they need to have more rather than less. And in fact, some of the most successful parties and events I've ever seen are the smaller ones where there's only five or six people involved. Because the thing is that you can really get to know those people well, and you can turn what might've been a $15 sale into a $300 sale just by building that relationship. So I really encourage you, don't look for the numbers, look for the relationship and make sure that you build it all the way through. Don't wait till you're live to build the relationship. Do it with the host. Once the host invites people in, do it with people right from that day one. And then when you go live, you should just simply be building on the relationship you've already started. And then, of course, when you do that follow-up, you're already mates. You've already got this down. You've already built that relationship. You've been building it for a week. So just want to encourage you guys that sometimes it's simplicity that we're missing. Sometimes it's going back to the basics. And we we get to the point, I think, often where we overcomplicate everything that we do in business. I can tell you we do it in every business. We do it in every part of our lives, particularly when technology becomes so easy to get. There's an app for everything. There's a program for everything. But does it mean that we should lose the human element, the thing that makes our business powerful? No. Use the technology to enhance you. Use the technology to, to, of course, be more productive but don't let it take over. Don't become a robot. Don't fall into the trap of becoming like everybody else. Because what makes you unique is you. What makes your business successful is you standing up and being yourself and building relationships, letting people like, know, and trust you. So guys, I hope that this has given you a few handy hints and tips to help you along the way to turn those virtual parties and events around. Don't throw it in the bin. They still work. They're still successful. They're still powerful. But what are you not doing that you used to do? How have you changed things? And maybe have you given up just a little bit too early or have you overcomplicated things? I hope that this has been helpful. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget as well to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our fantastic upcoming episodes. We've got so much coming up with some incredible guests from all over the globe. 
So if you don't want to miss out on anything, make sure you subscribe. And of course, share this podcast with a friend. If you've got someone else in the direct selling industry that you think could really benefit from some of these hints, tips, or amazing special guests that we have come in here, make sure that you share the love with somebody else. Help them grow their business as well. It's our mission. We're here to help as many people as we can. So we'd love for you to help us with that mission. In the meantime, have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. We'll see you on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.